0: So they kidnap a bunch of wrong girls. They finally do. So so Daisy and uh, Luigi's date and double date with Mario and Daniela ends. And Daisy and Luigi go on this very cute little outing to the excavation site because that's where you go where you want to get smooched is over some that's dinosaur bones. <laughs> Listen, I,
1: hmm, Layla, I'm going to make a call about you. I think if somebody took you to a date where there were bones involved, there is like an 80% I'd, chance you'd be into it. With
0: my teeth. Yeah.
1: Welcome to Mortified, The Friendship Quest, a podcast for two long-distance friends, bounce media recommendations, all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron.
0: And I'm Layla Layla, and he's Aaron Layla.
1: And this week, we optimize our SEO with the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie. Before we rehydrate our fungus, Dad, please remember you can help us on Mortified, The Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for a monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Layla. Aaron. You ever heard of this uh, this Mario guy?
0: Yeah. its me.
1: <laughs> That's right, <laughs> listeners. All along, the final secret of Layla is revealed. Uh, Layla's been Mario the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, right. The, the Chris Pratt, you know, Elimination Mario movie has recently been released. And mm-hmm. by all accounts, it seems like a perfectly fine kids film. And I'm happy for all those folks. Um, but we figured, you know, like a lot of podcasters, why not? Why not cover the Super Mario Brothers movie from nineteen ninety uh, three? Because it seems like, you know, that was that was one of the things we like to talk about. about video games here, we like to talk about bad movies occasionally, um, and you know, we figured this would be a, a good crossover. Um, Layla, what did you what did you heard about this movie before we watched it today?
0: So I did hear it was clinically insane. Um, like. Every screenshot I've seen makes no sense. I've heard, like, out-of-context tidbits about it here and there. Like, uh, President Koopa being a person, like, the dinosaur thing. It's all nuts, right? Um, what I didn't realize was that watching all of it in context would delight and surprise me.
1: Huh. So here's the thing. Yeah, like, I watched this movie once before with my roommate in college, and... I had no memory of it because it seemed like it was bad. Uh, and I watched it again today, and I'm a little bit—I was a little bit higher on it. But my ultimate takeaway was like, I wish it was an, a 70-minute movie max. Like, I could have uh, watched
0: another two and a half hours of it.
1: Y- all right, we'll talk about that because I—I I truly don't know where to begin. I didn't even <laughs> write down a plot summary because there's so much just completely bananas shit going on um do we want to try to muddle our way through the plot
0: yeah so it starts with the most in just poetic intro i think i've ever heard in my life um the opening line's very good it does start with the fact that uh 65 million years ago in cretaceous brooklyn new york um a meteorite hit the earth and destroyed all the specifically like brooklyn dinosaurs
1: right right. i
0: think that you know there's obviously a real meteor that destroyed all of them but this one was brooklyn specific
1: well the the first slide of the film is a long long time ago the earth was ruled by dinosaurs they were big so not a lot of people went around hassling (laughs) them Which I think is a pretty good way to set the tone for the film. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's a very New York-centric uh, film in many ways.
0: I want, to, I want to play this movie in front of a focus group of New York plumbers. Because what this movie also sets up is that when someone in town has a plumbing emergency, all of the plumbers get a call and they must race and it's a first-come, 1st first serve kind of deal
1: right even like first we get that set up when they are trying to they, they you know they get called to a job uh you know the mario brothers of uh, both mario and luigi um you know mario is kind of the older brother who's kind of more responsible luigi luigi is a bit of a dreamer who watches a bunch of like weird um you know kind of like mad tv style like um or like closer to maybe like the twilight zone or, or like
0: that factor fictions show
1: yes exactly that's that's what i'm thinking of um but you know he, he's a little bit of an airhead um, but they get called to, you know, a job. They're, you know, they don't have very much money, right? They're freelance plumbers. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, when they're there, they're like, oh, man, Scapelli's boys beat us to it. Um, and then, like, later on, when, when um, Daisy is, like, trying to use the phone, he, like, hangs up on somebody who is yelling, send all the plumbers you got, every single one of them. You know, the whole fucking aquarium's flooding or some shit. I don't remember, but, like... Um, it is, it does. The world building of this film is astonishing and sets up some incredible precedents. Uh, you know, and we'll talk about that, but the, the fact that like there is just like a tooth and nail freelance plumbing industry in Brooklyn, New York, in the year 1993 is uh pretty wild,
0: yeah. Um, god, so they uh, uh, simultaneously to all this happening, uh, there is a university excavation for dinosaur bones uh in brooklyn and uh daisy Yeah, daisy uh, right, is not peach no not there's no peach in this movie nope which you know what bold choice i'm into it mm-hmm. uh daisy is the student in charge of uh, of this whole thing and she's getting uh literally threatened by, threatened by mobsters yeah
1: yeah um, like italian mobsters like it's just, just straight up um the mafia um you know she could be a graduate student i guess we haven't really specified that um but we know that she was you know she was an orphan she was raised by nuns Uh, And she always wears this like meteorite around her necklace. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like, so I guess there, it is very fun to imagine a world in which, you know, a construction project's like, oh, there's bones here. I guess we have to just let the, the local university's anthropology department impede our progress. Uh, and that becomes like a big issue in the first act of the film, which doesn't really come up until like the very, very end of the movie. But it does give a reason for Daisy to meet Luigi, I guess. But it's it's such a weird premise. It,
0: it does, because Daisy needs to use a phone and Luigi lets her use the phone while Mario is fixing their van. And then they flirt very awkwardly, and I thought it was very cute. Because,
1: um, listen, yeah. these aren't it real was...
0: characters.
1: I wasn't expecting no.
0: anything richer from them.
1: No, but it's, just, it's a style of, like, you know, 90s, you know, filmmaking or, or you know, the, the kinds of, like, beats. Like, it wouldn't look out of place in, like, I want to say Boy Meets World, right? Right. I've never seen an episode of Boy Meets World, but that it, it gives me the vibes, right? Where it's just like, oh, there's a pretty girl. I got to stare at her for 10 seconds without speaking and then be like, would you like to uh, take the phone, right? Like, that's just kind of how... Romance is was delivered to audiences in you know that that era, especially you know, younger audiences, right? Uh, the, you know, I don't actually know who the audience of this movie me. is. It's me. I, I, yes, Leila <laughs> Mamadova, You know, it. Thirty years later, after the movie comes out, um, but like. Um, you know, I just I thought some of the beats were like I don't like the the way that they're doing this. Right, this comes back again with like the way that that Koopa treats Daisy. Like that that's a thing that wouldn't have been out of place, you know, thirty years ago. But today, I'm just kind of like, oh, I wish they had made a different choice.
0: Sorry, I must look something up immediately. Okay. Okay. There, uh, there was a non-zero chance that this movie came out on my birthday and regrettably it did not it is six months older than i am but that's okay uh rip rip um it's fine i i just wanted that like deep soul connection with it you know right but it's okay year year is close enough um yeah so uh they awkwardly flirt and and they go to dinner so it's luigi and daisy and then mario and his girlfriend daniela
1: Daniela who's just like some Brooklynite, which is very funny. Daniela's great. I think she does a great job of what she's supposed to be there for, just like Mario's hot girlfriend. Mario's like...
0: hot girlfriend. By the way, he treats her. He drinks respect women juice. He treats her very, very well. Uh, they seem very in love. I'm. I. She has a Fran Drescher energy. I'm like very. Oh into. yes, no,
1: very, very much giving Fran Drescher. Um, there's a bit like at the end of the movie where. But for um daisy's like oh mario what about Danielle? And he's like oh shit i was gonna take her to wrestlemania i completely forgot and then she's like no she's she's been captured she's here too and mario's like oh okay <laughs> but like i love the idea that mario is more concerned about missing wrestlemania
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love the the wrestlemania name drops so much um Yeah, so, uh, but that's, I mean, the reason Daniela gets kidnapped is because while all this is happening, there is an epidemic of missing girls in Brooklyn. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: what's happening is uh, that my two favorite characters, Iggy and Spike Koopa, are just so clinically stupid that they can't tell who daisy is and who just like random women in brooklyn are so they keep kidnapping the wrong girl
1: we see all of the kidnapped women at one point in the movie none of them look alike not for not, not for a second yeah i mean like several of them are different like races and ethnicities it's like wait what bro what are you i guess they're mammals. i guess they're lizards right and the fact of the matter is that they're lizard racists so they're like oh humans look alike all those fucking mammals they all look the same <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're mammalists. It's fantastic. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, So they kidnap a bunch of wrong girls. They finally do. So so Daisy and uh, Luigi's date and double date with Mario and Daniela ends. And Daisy and Luigi go on this very cute little outing to the excavation site because that's where you go where you want to get smooched is over some dinosaur
1: bones. (laughs) Listen, I... Hmm. Layla, I'm going to make a call about you. I think if somebody took you to a date where there were bones involved, there is like an 80% I'd chance you'd be into off it. With
0: my teeth, yeah.
1: Yeah, right. I'm not I making I... fun
0: of it. I'm just calling it yeah, out for the charming it's very it it's
1: very silly i think if there was less going into tunnels and pipes it would have been sexier um but it, it you know it was fun it was cute they have a very good i think i think you're right i think the romance is very silly but if you you know take what it's going for i think they do have a very much like you know two uh, young kids who are very are, you know doing this love thing for the first time and they're very they're cute
0: they are cute see they're, they're adorable I'm, I'm into it uh, yeah. So uh- this
1: is um, John Liguizamo who I don't know if you've been on the internet recently, uh, but he is not thrilled about the new Mario movie because he thinks it's anti-Italian that Chris Pratt and uh, I think it's Charlie Day who plays Luigi, but um, they're not they're not Italians, and he thinks it's uh, racist against Italians. Which, you know, Mr. Liguizamo I bet there was a time in your life where people were mean to you because you were Italian, but. Uh, welcome to the future. You know, uh, <laughs> I would
0: have actually hated that more if I hadn't watched this extremely pro-Italian movie. Because right. if I was John Leguizamo and I had the context of being Luigi in 1993 Super Mario Brothers, I too would think this new one was some kind of ist. <laughs> like yeah. It, it makes more sense with that. <laughs> like, if your only context for Mario was the fucking italian american icon would you not also think that they were taking something away from you if that was your only context
1: i guess that's fair all right mr leguizamo we'll let you off this time
0: only because it's funny only because it's funny so um finally uh eggy and spike find the right girl and they do uh they start you know the, the luigi uses like plumber superpowers to stop the fucking excavation site from flooding because again the scapelli's trying to sabotage it uh, and at some point it Games by Koopa show up and they, they take Daisy. There's,
1: there's more plumbing in this movie than in the entire Mario series combined, so which much kind plumbing. of rules. Uh, there's like a bunch of unnecessary references. Like they kind of try to get like a lot of references to the Mario video games, which, you know, you know, Mario had come out like on home cons- consoles in 85 at this point. So like, you know, only eight years of like Mario video games, but like, you know, uh, they, they do try to stick to the source material in, in an impressively... In, for a live-action film, they really do commit to the bit. Uh, but, like, this is kind of a misstep, I think, which is, like, they really aren't plumbers. <laughs> I
0: Apparently in the new one, they're also canonically, like, just plumbers.
1: Okay, you know what? That one's an isekai, though, so I don't know That's... what's going on. Wh- whatever, it's fine. That's...
0: Oh, my God, I forgot. Anyway. Okay, so... Daisy gets kidnapped and Luigi and Mario follow her and she goes through a wall and they're like, what the fuck? And Luigi being the romantic kind of believer and all this weird shit that he is, he's like, Mario, I believe. Do you believe? And then he jumps through the fucking wall. And you know what? King shit.
1: Listen, it's it's really good. Um, you know, they didn't do the thing that I think you know maybe a, a cornier movie would have done, which is like he just slams his face into the wall and falls over. Um, which like I would have laughed at, but they are trying to like genuinely set up Luigi's character and introduce you to this alternate uh, Brooklyn. What what is the name of this? Because it's not it's not New Donk City, right? It's um it's like the it's just it's not koopa kingdom i don't know if there's like a name for the the alternate brooklyn
0: i Um, i don't know all
1: i know is that
0: uh they get mugged by an old lady the moment they fucking set foot oh
1: yeah no there's just like she's like oh do you have any weapons you got it's very dangerous around here and they're like oh no we're not and then she's like all right gets like a stun gun out but it looks like a stun gun mounted to a jackhammer it's so much um it's great
0: Yes. she tastes
1: them immediately
0: <laughs> hey, you know what welcome welcome to you know New Dog City or whatever the fuck it's called um so uh yeah they start looking around for Daisy and obviously they're in disbelief they're there in this parallel dimension which by the way was set up because on the radio show that Luigi was listening to or the show he was watching or whatever they did talk about some guy who had gone to a parallel dimension for the fact that this movie's internal logic is bonkers it is consistent.
1: Right. This is the thing that, about the the fungus. Right. All of that makes sense. Right. When you when you look back at how the fungus affects the the course of the film, their setups and payoffs are accurate. Like this is, you know, for for all the criticisms I have of this movie, you know, it is sound. Right. From a, from a logic like a writing perspective. Like I'm rewriting a book that I'm trying to write uh, now, and I'm having a hell of a time getting my plot beats in the right order, and like. It does make me respect, like, basically anybody, even, you know, people who had this, you know, did this difficult movie that didn't go very well. Um, You know, it makes me respect people who actually do take the time to set up and pay off their plot beats.
0: The logic is sound. I think the costuming is really good. The fucking, uh, the cinematography is good. Like, it's a a solid movie. It's just weird. (laughs) Yes.
1: It is weird. (laughs)
0: It's just, it's, it's well crafted. It's just strange. Um... So, uh, God, I don't even know how this happens, but at some point or another, uh, Mario and Luigi end up at this fucking bar, uh, wherein, uh, they, do they get beat up by the bouncer? Is that what happens? Because Mario and Luigi have Daisy's necklace and she robs them of it.
1: Yes. Bertha takes the necklace from, from them and disappears for like an hour. She comes back later at the end of the movie and becomes plot important, but um, yeah, here she she does just like s- steals them, activates her jet pack boots, uh, flies away, and then they get arrested.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what?
1: Along with Toad.
0: Along with Toad's here, and Toad has a harmonica, um, <clears throat> so uh, Wallace is all Wallace <laughs> is all happening, Daisy gets fucking locked up with Daniela uh and is uh through i thought this woman by the way uh lena i thought she was uh uh, jillian anderson from from the x Five. i for a second i thought that was jillian anderson
1: no she is fiona shaw from um andor (laughs) she's marva
0: that's where i know her fucking face from
1: right (laughs) um she, she's andor's mom which is a wild thing to be like man i'm glad you know fiona shaw obviously right she's been in plenty of of roles right the being in the mario brothers movie was not uh the end of her career nor the start of it but um yeah like no no probably the most famous is that she was aunt dirt the aunt petunia dursley in, in harry potter but like she's got a long and storied career but um it is just very funny to be like, oh, one of the most prominent TV shows in of 2023, or two twenty two, I suppose, was was Andor. Um, and now it's like, oh, by the way, she was also in this, like, catastrophic uh, uh, movie back in 93. And but you know good what? Good Fiona.
0: Another, another fucking flowers to Super Mario Brothers 1993, everybody put their pussy into their performances.
1: Right, like, even though, like, uh, Bob Hoskins and Leguizamo would later, der- like, just talk about how terrible being on this set was... They do give it 100%. I don't think anyone's really phoning it in. Um, you know, I, I, again, I'm not a very good judge of what is good acting. But, like, I think really everybody is trying their hardest to make this work.
0: Yeah. And for me, it absolutely did. So uh, while this is all happening, you know, Daisy Daisy, and Daniela are uh, they're getting repeatedly... Uh, basically, they're, they're finding out that uh, Daisy has been separated from her necklace, which is a problem because President Koopa... Uh, needs it uh, because it's gonna complete the meteorite that hit uh, and split the two dimensions and by piecing the meteorite back together they're gonna reunite the dimensions and you get the backstory of like Daisy's mom uh, uh, gave her the meteorite and and took her to the human dimension when she was a little baby um, and Daisy find out finds out that her dad is alive question mark um mm-hmm. at this point and also that she's a princess it's a lot to take in and I think she, she takes it quite quite boldly. Um, uh, yeah, yeah no,
1: I mean, considering all the wild shit that happens, she's uh, she takes it in stride, she has a good time. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty weird. Um, y- you know, when they do introduce to, you know, President uh, Koopa, um, like what, yeah, I don't know if it's just because we we live in the post-Donald Trump presidency, but he was giving me a little bit like Donald Trump energy, and I don't know if that's intentional or, or not, but like I, he just seemed like a little bit like he, he is very like you know afraid of germs uh it has like a specific hairstyle and it is kind of a douchebag
0: yeah i think of all the characteristics i would assign to donald trump afraid of germs is probably kind of lower on the list sure but uh, i'm just i'm just saying I, I i see where you get that but i didn't pick up on it he just kind of read as you know asshole cartoon dictator to me Um uh, which donald trump is an asshole cartoon dictator so I guess, you know, the more I think about it, the more I come around to the comparison. Um, But uh, uh, Luigi, Mario, and again, Toad, who are in prison, uh, they get their mushroom assigned lawyer. Uh, and their mushroom assigned lawyer, I believe, is President Koopa, just straight yeah, up, right? Yeah, he's yeah.
1: just pretending to be the lawyer. for. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fact that, like, you know, 65 million years have gone by and, like, the societies of hu- humanity and the dinosaurs have evolved pretty similarly where, to the point where, like, you get a court-assigned lawyer uh, in both worlds is very funny to me.
0: I found that, honestly, hilarious. It, the inevitability of Brooklyn uh, the international implications of that are just so funny to
1: me. <laughs> right, um, right. In every, you know, I just watch everything everywhere all at once and I'm just thinking about the converging timelines like in in every universe there is always Brooklyn.
0: I What a great movie. <sighs> that was a good movie. I'm so glad you watched it. Um yeah, so uh so uh President Cooper reveals himself once once uh, Mario and Luigi reveal that they don't have the fucking necklace. Uh, and, uh, he puts Toad through the, the main kind of evil death beam of this universe, which is the de-evolution ray. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he turns Toad into, is he? He he
1: becomes a Goomba, yeah. He becomes
0: a Goomba, yeah, it's...
1: But not a mushroom Goomba, um, it's sort of like a reptile... Headed guy who's really big and strong.
0: Yeah, and he does say see you later, alligator, when he does it, which I thought was very funny. Um, it's completely fine. <laughs> it's I love the pithy little one-liners. Um So we get our first car chase here. Uh where uh Mario and Luigi climb into, I believe, like another van and then they 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 run off into the desert. And uh, Iggy and Spike lose them. And they go back to President Koopa and they said, boss, we lost him. And President Koopa's like, then why the fuck are you here? You should be in the desert chasing them. And then he changes, he literally changes their brain chemistry. He makes them smarter. And mm, does he make them
1: smarter or does he make their vocabulary different? Because there's still a bunch of idiots. <laughs>
0: they are stupid, but they do know bigger words now. Right. <laughs> uh, and this is maybe one of my favorite performances in cinema of all time, because they they commit to their diction changing with such gusto.
1: <laughs> it's pretty good, honestly. Like they 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 start out like kind of like dummy little thugs, and then they become like you know like. Uh, they they're like doing you know high english like Shakespeare-y conversations and and you know they they act like a bunch of nerds and it's it's pretty good
0: it's excellent i i love this so much so anyway, they they they're like well shall we shall we go after them in the desert or stay here and configure our own plans and it's <laughs> it's just really mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. so the bulk of this uh, this kind of like next uh, chunk of the movie is a lot of just like chasing it's a lot of people going after one another uh and the important bit is when mario and luigi they finally make headway to like go rescue daisy from president koopa which by the way daisy at this point has befriended yoshi who is um a dinosaur just straight up um he's a little baby t-rex
1: so fun fact about yoshi uh i noted in my notes that this movie came out at the same year as the the critically acclaimed uh Crichton uh adaptation jurassic park another uh, movie and, we've
0: covered on this program if you Uh yes
1: um and um so apparently um the the designers of this movie um were aware that jurassic park was being produced um so he he kind of wanted to um wanted to make these dinosaurs a little bit more cute um but apparently you know the, the yoshi puppet was built and you know, apparently that puppet cost a half million dollars to make, um, closer to a million dollars in our current currency. But uh, apparently, producers from the Jurassic Park, Park, you know, film visited the set and were so impressed with the Yoshi puppet they, they wanted to hire some of the people from this movie into Jurassic Park too, uh, because it was so good. And to be fair, Yoshi looked great, pretty good
0: fucking puppet, honestly. And you know us. We love practicals. We've said it before, we'll say it again.
1: There were a lot of fucking practicals in this movie and they all they largely all worked.
0: Yes. And I there's you know what? I bet this was kind of a nightmare set to be on, but by god, the result was a well-loved, bizarre, incredible piece of filmmaking. Um I'm going to make other people watch it with me. <laughs> it's really good. Anyway, uh, a lot of back and forth happens. Uh, D- Daisy, um, they have to go rescue Daisy. Daisy uh, uh, almost gets assassinated by Lena, who is, um, I believe, just like straight up jealous of the fact that Koopa's not paying attention to her. Is that what's
1: yeah, happening? Yeah, her motivations there? unclear. It seems like that's the case.
0: Yeah, so she goes to murgle Daisy, but Yoshi steps in and and fucks her up which i thought was very cute because daisy you know princess she's like a, she's supposed to be kind of a disney princess she's nice to all the creatures and stuff um so she finally busts out and then there's more back and forth as mario and luigi kind of like chase her down within this compound and this is around when the the whole daniella thing happens because when mario wanted to take her to wrestlemania right and uh it finds out that she's actually in the compound
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. uh and this is also where we find out that uh daisy's dad is alive daisy's dad is mushrooms
1: yeah they you know how they can de-evolve people well akuba de-evolved uh king king bowser into into fungus and as a result we see a lot of fungus growing and choking the city it's making the air very foul um, but also like, you know, it's climbing up the buildings and like, it's clear that, you know, somebody is, is like this, this, this is why Koopa eventually wants to leave and burst into the, um, you know, the human realm because the fungus is destroying everything down here. Um, but, like, you know, we've, we, if you look back, you can see that the fungus has, like, been helping them, right? When their car falls off of a cliff, the fungus protects them. Um, it starts giving them bombs, like, ba bombs. But, like, you know, it, it hands them weapons and stuff. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it, is, it's, it makes sense, you know. And I'm glad that the, the film did set up the fact that, you know, the fungus has been conscious and helping them the whole time.
0: Uh, once they're reunited, they figure out they have to go get the fucking, uh, or no, sorry, this is before, but they, uh, Big Bertha comes in, um, I skipped a bit, which is that, uh, Iggy and Spike and Mario and Luigi realize they can work together. Mario and Luigi want Daisy back, Iggy and Spike want the necklace, so they have to go to the bar and get the necklace from Big Bertha, uh, which happens by Mario essentially seducing her uh by it was surprisingly
1: sexual and sensual um i thought it was pretty sexy um Mm -hmm. you know he does he first she just like punches him in the face but then he's like hit me again and she's like i'll hit you all you want if you dance with me and they have like a very sexy dance and i was like i'm into this this is good for me
0: And you know what bertha is uh, a black actress and she's she was large and they only made one Descriptive comment about her body, and it wasn't even—it was just like factually descriptive. It wasn't like insulting, Um, you know. For
1: being made in the nineties, that could have been so much worse. So respect to that.
0: So much worse, and there was a little bit of you know casual homophobia. But we can't have a movie in the nineties without a little bit of casual homophobia.
1: Listen, listen. Was the nineties more homophobic than the? 2000s culturally speaking do you think Ah. just based in your memory
0: oh my memory that's very interesting based on my memory i don't know but i feel like maybe the 90s was slightly more homophobic because you're just coming off of the aids crisis
1: right that is what i suspect too um but just you know just all the media that i was exposed to when i was younger all seemed very homophobic in retrospect so i don't know maybe that's just recency bias
0: yeah i who's to say I, i unfortunately i'm not uh as well versed as i could be but uh, what I am, what I am, an expert on is shows that can only function on heterosexual energy, like Love Is Blind.
1: <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's
0: where there I come in. Uh, if you want to talk about the gender politics of Love Is Blind, please uh at
1: gmail Right, um, right. Um, so they do play. I want to talk about the fact that they played Everybody Walk the Dinosaur at the club, mm-hmm, and it was the perfect <laughs> choice. And I'm so glad they did that. I think it was a fun and good choice, but it is a little bit like. You know, if they play that song about how there's a song, I don't know, maybe like 10, 15 years ago that was like, you and me, baby, we're all just mammals. So let's do it like we do it. They do it on the Discovery Channel. Uh-huh. Do you, you've heard of that, right? Oh, okay. I love that song. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a good song. Right. But is, I was like, OK, it's a little much. right? Both of those songs are a little on on par with like, ah, yes, remember what we are? We're this type of species in the animal kingdom. This is how we fuck. God, is that a 303
0: song? That gives me 303 energy. It feels energy. like a
1: 303 song. I'm going to look that up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, 303 did give us the iconic, and I'm a vegetarian, and I am fucking scared of him, so.
1: Uh. Uh, it's Bloodhound Gang, unfortunately, but yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, Bloodhound Gang, you have 303 energy. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm uh, diagnosing you the 303 era. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, we do find out from President Koopa that he is not at all intent to trade the rock for Daisy. He intends to kill the plumbers. Uh, but, uh, this is, this is around where we start getting kind of a superhero turn on Mario and Luigi. They get their iconic outfits, which honestly, I think they look great. It's just fucking, they're, they're good. And we get into this, like, extended boss fight, basically, uh, yeah. as they enter the Koopa the compound. I can't call it a castle. It's a compound. It's, it's something. Um. Yeah.
1: It's closer to a weird skyscraper.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's even more Donald Trump energy there, I guess. Uh, yeah, and so they start fighting. Eventually, they they somehow get teleported to Brooklyn. Uh, Koopa de-evolves Scapelli into a monkey, uh, and uh, Mario and Luigi save the day. Uh, Luigi has to leave Daisy behind because Daisy wants to find out who she is and, and bond with her mushroom dad, who gets de-mushroomed at the end of the film. Um gets re evolved back into the king. Uh yeah, and, and Brooklyn uh takes it all incredibly in stride that there is a different dimension and these two Rando Plubbers saved everybody. Uh and then Mario, Luigi, and Daniela, you know, go back to their life and at the end Daisy busts back in with a fucking gun and she's like, I need your help. And they're like, What's wrong? She goes, You wouldn't believe, and then Mario goes, I do believe, and that's a character arc.
1: Yeah, no, really that's that's storytelling baby um
0: yeah that's yeah the move i think i think off the dome that was pretty decent
1: that was that was pretty impressive. I'm surprised we were able to maintain that many details. See, the the thing about that I didn't like about this movie is that all the like action sequences in, you know, the latter half of the film, I think are just so long, and they re- really make the movie drag. And, and I wish that he had gone to the, the final fight way, way sooner. Yeah,
0: I, uh, I I'll i give it that. Like, I think I think they could have they could have clipped 20% of the last hour um, it made it a tight 90 minutes. Um, but that being said, if they added a few more plot points, I would have watched more of it. Like, it is just so campy and weird and fun. And it it's, it's like Final Fantasy X2, where it's not... Final Fantasy X2 is not a Final Fantasy X sequel. It is a Final Fantasy X-flavored arcade. Um, right. And this is like... Mario, super mario brothers parentheses 1993 is not a super mario brothers movie it is a super mario brothers flavored
1: just something stage play yeah. um. it's
0: not it's not like it's it pays homage to the source material but it's not an adaptation of the source
1: material yeah yeah that's hmm i think that's fair uh you know ultimately right um, i i wouldn't watch this movie for fun just because i do think it is too long but like i I think i can respect the things that you find you know amusing about it right there are some really fun uh lines and dialogue and you're right you know it is very campy in that way i laughed out
0: loud like seven times and not not like 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 a like a belly laugh like it got me um Honestly, I think you and I, if we watched this like together, we would have had a good time.
1: Yeah, I think that's true, right? Because ultimately, uh, another thing that distracted me was I uh, hacked my three DS this week, and I have just been trying to make my way through Kingdom Hearts uh, Recoded, uh, which I started playing halfway through this movie because I was like, I'm kind of bored of this, and that that did probably distract me a little bit. But um, I was
0: rewiring my desk, which yeah. Um, when I had something to do with my hands, I'm focused. The only thing I'm mad about is that I couldn't take detailed notes on this whole thing because the whole time I was just, I was losing my mind. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's this is when I say this is one of my new favorite movies. <laughs> I'm obsessed.
1: Listen, that's listen. That means the method is working, right? You know, is working. Sometimes you know uh, this the show you know which is at this point you know three total years, but you know four years running. Um right we, we recorded the first episode of Mortified nearly nearly three years ago in 2020. Uh, um,
0: oh my God yeah, we're almost on our we're almost at our third birthday.
1: Yeah, yeah um
0: holy shit. So,
1: so, like, you know, the, that, the initial premise of this show is, like, we recommend films and, and media to each other and then see, like, what, which one of us, like, why one of us likes it and why the other, you know, what the other thought of it. And that's sort of fallen away as, as we've gotten through. Like, okay, here's kind of stuff we wanted to share with each other. Now we know each other, like, pretty well. And now we're just kind of, you know, doing stuff that we each think will be fun to talk about. Um, but I think it does speak to the, the fact that the core premise of this, this podcast still kind of works, right? We talk about stuff that we hope that the other will enjoy, um, but oftentimes, you know, this is one of the rare times where it's like, oh, this doesn't really hit for for me, but it, it hits for you, and, like, that's kind of where some of our best episodes come from, is, like, dissecting what does and doesn't work, and it's kind of, you know, it's just kind of nice to be able to look at, like, how far we've come and Mortified to be able to be like, okay, let's find the things that we do like about this, pick them apart, and, you know, examine our own, our own thoughts and feelings about it, so... You know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with the fact that, you know, if you – I'm truly gr- glad that you liked this because, like, you know, uh, I, I'm glad, you know, whenever we like something, it is better than not liking something.
0: Yeah, honestly, and I, I think I would like to try next time we come across one of these, like, uh, quote-unquote reportedly terrible movies, you know, these kind of maligned films that found some sort of cult following 20 or 30 years later. Um, I think we should try watching them together because it is just, like – I think if you had made me watch The Joker by myself, I would have turned into the fucking Joker and shown up at your yeah. house.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, th- I think watching The Joker by ourselves would have been miserable. <laughs> um, I think it would have sucked ass, right? But I think you're right. There is some, some level of like, okay... We know this is going to be bad. Same with Avatar, right? Like we had that's something film we had to watch together because I could not have sat the <laughs> three hours of Avatar two without you and, and my partner there. No, I uh, think
0: I think me and you and your me you and your wife really the only way we made that through was me the three of us and Auntie Anne.
1: <laughs> yeah, just like God <laughs> struggling through. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm glad that that we're getting to a point where we can kind of look at media and be like, all right, this is. That there are ways in which this works and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously, right, the the viewing of of the media, the context in which you you absorb it, right, does affect how you feel about it. Um, But, you know, I I think, right, 30 years later, they could have done a whole lot worse than this. Um, You know, I I feel bad that everybody had a difficult time, you know, being on the shoot. um, But I don't think it deserves to have the reputation that it does.
0: No, because you know what it isn't and what movie we should watch is live action Dragon
1: Ball Z. Oh, I've. Hmm. Here's the thing. I think that'll be a fun a bad bad movie to watch because I do think there's some like I, I think that one. I, I have actually also. This was around the same time that I was watching with just a bunch of bad live action stuff with my roommate. I suppose, um, but like yeah. I've watched that. It, I think that's a good one. I think we'll put that on the list because yes, I think we will have a good time, especially if we watch it together. I think we'll be like, "Oh, this is this is a great movie, actually."
0: Yeah, I think of me, you, and a couple of beers, and we'll just we'll just go in. Those. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for I so if if you don't have a marketing minute, do you have
1: one. Okay. Yes, please.
0: So, uh, if you were to give this kind of like gritty, bonkers parallel universe treatment to any. A classic game that doesn't have much of a plot normally uh what do you what do you think you'd you'd go for
1: uh i'd go frogger yes, i'd go I've...
0: frogger naruto crossover
1: okay let me make sure that this is the right one that i'm thinking of um yes okay i am going to we're gonna watch this together uh this is a youtube video that came out 12 years ago it's called pokemon a poke uh, live action trailer um i'm going to share this and we're going to actually i'm going to we'll, we'll drop this in in the show notes but i'm going to we're just going to show i'm going to share my screen we're going to watch this together
0: okay we'll we'll be back in after this fucking video i guess
1: <laughs> yes okay <laughs> Man, that, that that trailer, I hadn't watched that trailer in 12 years. Um, that was a little bit more intense than I remember, but um, that's my answer.
0: <laughs> okay, so what we just watched was a gritty live action with just shocking production value, I think. Trailer for like, what if Ash Ketchum and Pikachu were in some like underground Pokemon fighting ring? And it was, it was basically like a gritty mafia... Tr- there were guns.
1: There <laughs> were so I, many guns. Give Team Rocket more guns, is what I'm saying. Give
0: me Alpha and like a semi-automatic. What are we doing?
1: Uh Yes, so that's Pokemon Pokelips. You can find that on the Mega Stakeman YouTube channel. But I remember seeing this in like 2010. This was back when... Uh, dorkly which was i think a college humor um like spinoff website i used to read a lot that was like my first games news website but i remember reading that on that website and watching this and being like whoa this is cool and um that that has just been in the back of my brain and you know Obviously, Detective Pikachu came out and had like some some of that, but not quite the intensity. And so, my answer to your question is, I would just you know make that movie because I think I think we need more. We need the grittiest possible <laughs> Pokemon imaginable. Okay, awesome. You see, you've seen those like there's this one game going around that's just like Pokemon, but they just have guns, right? Have you heard of this? Fucking what? Oh my god, this is. I'm gonna drop another. <laughs> fucking trailer oh my christ layla uh this is pal world gameplay moments trailer 22.5 from pocket pair uh, i'm gonna show this to layla man i am just showing you the most cursed pokemon content today huh yeah um this is pal world
0: why are they <laughs>
1: Uh, it is literally, truly just a Pokemon game with guns. Um, oh, it has a minigun. Excellent. Great. Um, that is Palworld, World, which I believe is ha- has been released. It may-, it may be in early access, but...
0: Uh, Why does it have guns?
1: That's a real game you can play now. <laughs> um, okay.
0: Fascinating. Um, <laughs> well,
1: Sure is something.
0: I, I don't know if you caught what I said at the beginning, but I would do a Frogger x Naruto crossover. Um, because there is in Naruto Ooh. the frog yes, dimension.
1: The, there is the frog dimension, so okay. So
0: I think that a great run, like, a maybe an, a movie or, like, a great run of filler you could do is just the grittiest noir of trying to get some sort of frog from the frog dimension across the frog road i suppose across
1: the road yes and it, it's very much like gamabunta is like you know bequeathing a young frog his sword and like they have to like split cars in half and shit yeah no that, yeah. that would be great that would see the thing about naruto filler is that it's <laughs> notoriously bad but it could fucking own it could fucking other own thing. if they'd
0: let me do it
1: right god they should just let let us do any non non-canon content it would be great
0: yeah because uh you know I'm I'm uh, in my listen of, of Naruto Review Toe, uh I I we're in the, the boat filler now and right. it was so wild that the hosts of that podcast just started talking about MILF Manor for twenty minutes. Which like you know, listen, you and I have talked about some some dog shit programming in our time. I don't think we've ever diverted to MILF Manor for
1: <laughs> There was, there's the unreleased uh, Acura episode where we're just like, "How was your week?" (laughs) But like, (laughs) uh, we didn't put that on the feed.
0: We did, we did record that Acura episode, and then we just couldn't get through it, which was very funny. We've never given up mid recording like that
1: before. (laughs) That was also again right when COVID was happening. It was like May of 2020. We were just exhausted. That's (laughs) true. We were
0: so Maybe, maybe someday we'll take. Maybe when when we start our Patreon, we'll, we'll take it again. That's a, <laughs> that'll be our Patreon. If anybody, if anybody uh, gives sends us twenty dollars, you
1: can pay us to watch. That. Yeah, no, we'll take that absolutely. Uh, um, great. Layla, <laughs> when we have are not you know <laughs> looking up the most cursed <laughs> Pokemon content uh, in the world, mm-hmm. um, where. Where can we be found online?
0: You can find me at L-E-Y-L-S-E-S on Twitter and Tumblr. Um, just doing stuff. I don't know. I have nothing I have nothing thrilling to plug. Go watch Aaron's videos. They're more fun at aavoid.com.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I do YouTube video essays about uh, tabletop games. Um, I also do another podcast. That's at The Bible Boys where um, me and my friends Michael and Josh talk about Christian media. Our 100th episode we're recording this week uh, we we're covering the God's Not Dead first movie again, and kind of going to do a, a retrospective on, on how our, our first, our very first podcast episode, um, you know, aged and how we feel about that first piece of media. And I re-listened to that that first episode. I gotta say, I think we kind of nailed it on the first one. I don't know how this next <laughs> one's gonna go, but... Um, did i did catch some extra themes you know god's not dead is the is the film franchise that keeps on giving uh it is it is so rich with themes it is also maybe the most racist movie i've ever seen uh it's a good time uh so if that interests you check that out um that's that's
0: fascinating most racist movie i've ever seen in the context of the show where we talked about james cameron's avatars one
1: and two yeah yes that's the thing the thing about the james avatars (laughs) James Cameron's avatar is that the Na'vi are technically not real people, even though they stand in for real people, uh, but hmm, That's God's true. Not Dead absolutely does stand in for real people, and uh, yeah, it's bad. Uh, our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmakers Reference Kit Volume 2. You can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Layla, how, how do we end this episode?
0: Trust the fungus.
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we'll see you all next week.